0: Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Ball and
1: Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a
0: love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, Patrick. How's it going, my friend?
1: Pretty good, Jeff. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. Doing good. We are rocking and rolling through the summer. York has returned from his vacation with his mom to in Colorado. So they are home enjoying that and he's already at camp. So he's doing his little outdoor summer camp, which he's done every year for, this will be his sixth year. Yeah. Yeah. They still had it last year. So I think there's one, I think 2020 they didn't, they canceled it obviously. Yeah. But after that last year, they reopened it just with a lot of precautions. Uh but yeah, he's back at it starting this morning. So Grayson's got dance intensives all week, or at least half the week. So getting him ready to go for tryouts and whatnot for dance team for the new season. So we're already back doing that. <laughs> no rest this no rest.
1: Yeah. So
0: But yeah, other than that we're just Plugging away, my friend.
1: All right. Um, as I mentioned,
0: last time I recorded
1: on my daughter's birthday, she turned 16 on Tuesday. And also that same day, she got her license. Woo! Yeah, so she knocked that out. And, um, you know, she came down this weekend Got to take her to see Top Gun. Yeah, did 40 dx It was a packed house.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it was packed when we went.
1: <laughs> if I didn't, if I didn't get the tickets when I did, we <clears throat> wouldn't have had seats. <laughs> nope. So, nope. And um, but it was cool. It was fun. Um, I think it was a lot of 40 dx first timers because they came <laughs> popcorn and uh, drinks and food and then they they were showing like some of the previews had the effects going on and they were just kind of like kind of having that first experience response. I'm like yeah. A lot of first-timers here. Yep. And then, um, but yeah, kind of loved it. Like, she hadn't even watched the, the first one, but um, she, she did enjoy this one. Awesome. She really did like it. Yeah. And um, got to give her some of our gifts and whatnot. So I got her that shelf. Nice. I did get her a MacBook, so she's okay. good on that.
0: <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs>
1: um, but she had fun. She, she enjoyed the movie. 'Cause when I, I text her, I say, You remember that when we went to see Doctor Strange and they put the preview of that top gun movie? It's like, You want to see it? It's like, Oh yeah, that looks cool. <laughs> they said, Will it be with the with the seats move? I'm like, Yeah. It's like, all right, I just want to prepare myself. Like, don't need to. Don't need yep, to. You don't need to. Yeah.
0: BYOB, bring your own seat belt. Yeah. Or S B. BYOSB. There you go. Right. But it's a good weekend. That's amazing. Well, happy, sweet sixteen yet again. That's amazing.
1: Oh. Also, also, she applied for McDonald's. As of right now, she's got it. She got to do orientation tomorrow, Uh-huh. and then so as long as everything goes well with there, she'll be working at McDonald's.
0: Okay, so hey, starting. yep. Okay. There you go. That's where I got my first start 425 twenty yep. five an hour. Yep, summer of nineteen ninety five. Yeah, cool. Thought I was hot shit at four twenty five an hour. <laughs>
1: Dude, anything you make it on your own at that that age, like it's mine, you know. It
0: is because it's not going anywhere else. It's also the first year I had to do taxes. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I'm like, what do you mean? What? I gotta pay Uh, what? That's uh, earning this uh, money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can't believe they're taking money away from teenagers, but okay. (laughs) Uh, When it was there wasn't much for them to take. Yeah. Yeah, she's excited and nervous. Yeah, that She'll should, be, should be be should fine.
1: Yeah, I told her, hope you like it enough just to keep it for the summer, and then, because she's like, I don't think I'm going to do it while I'm at school. Like,
0: Probably I not shouldn't. right now. No, not I now. wouldn't.
1: Mm-hmm. Keep it yeah. for the summer until you finish all the way. She's got two more years yet.
0: Left, yeah. So, yeah. Isn't that crazy? I know, right? <laughs> like, I'm just thinking of you're going to sixth grade, and... Yeah. Grayson going into second grade and just, yeah, can't get over how crazy that is. Yeah. So, but, you know, then I think about my niece, who's 13. She'll be 14 before Grayson turns, you know, turns eight. But I just can't get over. You know, it's just one of those things you just really think, wow, you know, it really does go by fast. Yeah. I mean. Yeah good grief (laughs) goes by fast Uh, speaking of things that go by fast Obi-Wan part three (laughs) Uh, so this episode Obi-Wan searches for allies as he he attracts the attention of the Empire threatening the locals now there's some parts of this I liked and there's some parts I'm I'm like, really, dude? Are you just that rusty? Like, how do you... I mean, it's... No offense, but... Using your abilities should be like... Should be like riding a bike. Yeah. But... It's weird seeing Obi-Wan use a... I don't know, a blaster. There we go. Use a blaster. (laughs) Because... It's just... (laughs) I don't know. To me, it's like watching Batman use a gun. (laughs) It's just... It's not natural. It's not yeah. something you would see him do. So Obi Wan be one using the blaster is very interesting. Instead so it just, and why not just be like, you know, whenever they, cause they get, he, they were able to him and way hitchhike a hitchhiker ride to mm-hmm. get past, to get through to this territory in this desert. And of course the, you know, the guy that's driving is this mole dude. And, uh, he's, you know, got to go past these checkpoints. He offers these Imperial troopers a ride. He's kind of a, uh, we call it Symp- Imperial sympathizer. He's with, uh, with the empire. He's all about it. Thinks they are actually helping out or whatever. Yeah. So he's offering to give them a ride, but also they're still there with Obi-Wan and Leia. And Obi-Wan just needs to go. We are not here. <laughs> and sure. just, and that's it. Yeah. Like, we're just travelers trying to find our way. Like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Right. You are just, all right, travelers. <laughs> all right, well, it's good to hear that you're just travelers trying to find your way. <laughs> but, yeah, and then also with, uh <laughs> and then when they had their little, you know, scuffle, you know, and, and again, just be like, we're not here. <laughs> nope, blaster, blaster. I'm like, oh we done talking now, are we? We're just complete. Uh, like, I feel like, I feel like Obi-Wan's handling his grief over Anakin's. will do air quotes for death mm-hmm. is almost is as bad. If not more, his is more, I think his, his the way he's handling grief for Anakin, it's almost as is as bad. If I'm trying to be careful how I word this. I felt so. Wanda's grief over fictitious kids was excessive, we'll say. Yeah. <laughs> in her reaction. Yes. Obi-Wan's, the way Obi-Wan is dealing with his grief over Anakin's death, in air quotes, it's, I don't know, it's a bit much. I'm like, bro, just, you, I get it, but, you know, at some point you have to move on and, kind of understand that you can't be held responsible for everything.
1: True. I mean, you told me he had the high ground. It's his fault. He jumped.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> also. Also, you know, some things have to be on Anakin. Like he yeah. chose, those were the actions he chose. It's not like Obi-Wan put him in a position to where like Obi-Wan himself, put him in a position where he couldn't get out of it and cause him, to, you know, to die yeah these are all anakin's choices so there's no reason for like i get the grief a little bit but i mean at some point come on man you have to you're this is why spock would have been a better jedi because spock at least uses logic something's not logical boom 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 he wouldn't have let anakin's air quote death bother him because he thinks logically and be like okay well i'm sad that he died but these, he died because of his choices. <laughs> <Let's move laughs> not because forward. of the choices I made. And I did try to help him at every step of the way. But he chose not to accept my help.
1: Yeah, he chose to listen to someone who was corrupt the whole time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he did make some dark choices on his own, too.
0: Yeah. That's so one I of like those, those emotions. Because in the end, trade tar- <laughs> in the trilogy of trade tariffs and it, one thing that's been proven to be consistent, don't listen to politicians. <laughs> oh, oh. Politicians will lead you to do things you shouldn't do yes. <clears throat> or to imitate your life <laughs> 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 or vice versa, I guess. <laughs> hmm. Anyways, <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I, but there's some great action in here, and then you do finally get to see Darth Vader return. Yeah. So, and you know, you get to see Darth Vader more in this episode than you did than you did in Rogue One. <laughs> True. So, just saying. So, we're now halfway through because there's only six episodes.
1: But it did um, get greenlit for another season, which kind of oh, hmm. like
0: concerning. Like, so how are they going to end this? <laughs> They're not, because there is no ending. It's just going yeah. to continue.
1: I mean, as far as the <clears throat> this, this this particular season, where are they going to leave it off on? Who knows? Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I don't know. We'll see. I yeah. guess we'll find out. We'll find out in a couple weeks. Yeah. So, but it's yeah. I mean, I again, I I kind of i may kind of crap on it a little bit and it has nothing to do with the series just my my dislike of the prequels and how ridiculous they are but that's also because i'm older and this the prequels are not my star wars that's a younger generation's star wars because that's what they grew up on being taken to theaters by their parents so i get it it's just the story's not very great I still like Revenge of the Sith. <laughs>
1: mm. It's just they just things just happen to. That's the only thing I mm. I like it, but it's like everything just happened. They should have made it like several parts. Like here's yeah. Revenge of the Sith part 1, then part 2 be the rest. But it is what it is.
0: And here we are. <laughs> yep. I oh. So I did finish watching Stranger Things, part one. I did too. I did too. So I was, that, that last episode was the length of a movie. I mean, they weren't kidding about that. True. Episode seven is an hour and twenty-four minutes long. Man, it's like you just pretty much watched seven movies. <laughs> pretty basic. Just about, almost. Yeah. I mean, the other ones are the other episodes are shorter, much shorter. They're. I mean, they're still anywhere between 42 and 50 on some of those. Yeah. So, just varies. Yeah, I was
1: a little concerned at the first episode. I was like, I don't know what's going on, you know, what they're going to do. But then, going forward, I'm like, oh, okay, there. I stopped being worried.
0: I'm still not sure if I like this season yet. Yeah. It's not as – there's not as much humor because that's – one thing about the previous scenes is that they've been able to balance the sci-fi with, you know, breaks of humor where there's Mm -hmm. at least some good chemistry and banter and stuff. And this one seems a little devoid of that. It's just going to be all doom and gloom the entire time. Yeah. So, but you know, I like a little mixed kind of lighten them kind of break things up. I don't like the Joyce, hopper line or storyline. so far it's so I'm like why are we even here (laughs) like why are you guys even in this because right now this seems kind of as of right now let me rephrase that as of right now their storyline is kind of their B I guess it's a B storyline for the main storyline but it's I don't care (laughs) kind of like again kind of like Jonathan and Nancy I don't care Now, Nancy's storyline is always getting a little bit better. Yeah. Because it's getting more involved in the actual main story. But, yeah, Jonathan's character, why is he even in this season? Just so they can introduce his buddy Argyle, and that's it? Because otherwise, he really is not adding anything.
1: He's just there. Just yeah. Like I got remember me, I was here from the first season. I've been yep. here every day. <laughs> I'm Will. I'm Will's brother.
0: Yeah. Look, we had the same haircut. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is a worse than mine though. We're, yep. we're about yep. no, they're about the
0: same. Yeah Now, no. <laughs> now Will's is worse, but yeah, yeah, his is higher up. It's uh, but uh, yeah, it's a good, strong first part one, and then part two will get released uh, in July. Yeah, but man, <laughs> it's and it's darker, and they. I feel like the. Uh, oh Lord, I'm already blanking on it. The other world, underworld, oh, Otherworld uh, upside down. Yes, or,
1: I mean, yes. yeah, I guess they Whatever. still
0: call it that. Yeah, yeah. The upside down is very multiverse of madnessy. <laughs> yes, There's a lot of red. <laughs> a lot of like red like multiverse Wanda's, of madness.
1: Wanda's forest. Yep. Someone have a hold of the dark hold. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, this dude with a bunch of tentacles. Yeah. So Wanda, we, maybe what if this is Vision's reincarnation?
1: <laughs> it's like you go after our kids and you forget about me. I got yeah. you.
0: Here, I got more kids. Hold yeah. on. I got all these kids here. I'm thinking <laughs> as many as you want, Wanda. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> this first part is kind of like a origin of sorts kind of see yeah, why everything's been happening and like yeah. all right i'm like by the end of that i'm like okay so this is why all this has been going on yeah okay so it's cool
0: yeah so you know it's as you like to say it's a process and this is just a process for the second part it's just leading everything up yeah so i'm curious how that second part is going to go <laughs> all right uh any other T V you want to talk about? Um
1: so I was watching on Showtime, the The Man Who Fell to Earth. Oh yeah. And um it's, it's a show I've been meaning to watch, but I was so behind on it. But um it's a ten episode season. Right now it's about six episodes in. They release new episodes every every Sunday. And um I guess to summarize it, you have this alien from a planet that is trying to find. He's on a mission to finish this design to help save his planet and also it'll help earth as well. If they're able to do this, but, um, synopsis on IMDB is an alien arrives on earth with a mission to learn to become human and find the one woman who can help save his species together. They discover that in order to save his world, they must first save ours. Mm. Oh, and this is, um, there was a movie I was reading earlier that came out in 1976 starring David Bowie. Yes. Yeah. So this is kind of like a sequel, but in series form. And that one, David Bowie played the character that has put this man on a mission to save their planet. So I kind of want to go back and watch that movie and see how that, how it can tie it into this. And, um, it's good. You know, you got uh, Chiwetel, Ejiofor, Naomi Harris, uh, Clark Peters, um, Rob Delaney pops up in here as well. Nice. And um, But it's been good. It's, it's a lot heavy on the science fiction. So if that's your thing. Yeah. But it's... I like
0: it. I'm enjoying it so far. Okay. I haven't watched much more other than... I finished uh, the last episode of Under the Banner of Heaven came out, and it's actually an extended one also. It's also, I think, over an hour long Mm -hmm. as well. And I really – it's definitely – I'm putting it down for one of my favorite series so far this year um, on the Hulu. But, yeah, definitely worth checking out. I was talking to my mom on the phone last night and suggested she watch it and I know she usually likes comedies and stuff like that, but I think she would actually like this one because there's a lot of great acting and the story is really good. Mm -hmm. The editing is done perfectly. And as well as the directing. I just like how they are able to intercut the main story with flashbacks of the story of, uh, basically it's kind of like a history lesson wrapped in, you know, a history lesson about the Mormon, you know, the origins of the Mormon faith And this murder mystery at the same time. It's really cool. So I'm still going to hype it up and want people to watch it. Um, I think that's all I've between Obi-Wan stranger things. And, uh, and then that that's, I need, I've still got like my other shows. I need to get caught up on too, but yeah, those are, those are kind of the main ones that have, uh, We'll just leave it with that. <laughs> I haven't really got into anything else just because Stranger Things took up quite a bit of time. So we don't have a feature presentation because uh, I didn't make it to the movies. I mean, in a way, we kind of watched the same, one of the same movies. That's true. Let's do that one first. <laughs> so I guess we do have a feature presentation. I just realized it. You know what? I'm going to watch you give the uh, synopsis for this one. All right.
1: Senior year, which is on Netflix. Um. I don't know, it took me a while to to decide to watch it. Like I like certain, some sometimes comedies I got to be in a certain mood to to watch it otherwise I'm not going to enjoy it. So I was in a was in a good mood last night. <laughs> yeah. So um this movie is about a cheerleading stunt gone wrong that landed uh that landed her in a 20-year coma. Now she's 37, newly awake and ready to live out her high school dream becoming prom queen. Got questions about that twenty year coma? Like you, I don't know. I don't know. I think her recovery process from waking up be a little bit different. But yeah, it's suspension it, of I
0: agree. I, I hundred <laughs> percent agree. But it's a comedy, and that's what makes yeah. it. That I mean, she wakes up in hair and makeup. Yeah. You know, just like in these ridiculous movies, anyways. That whenever you're in a coma and you just look amazing, or you just yeah. given, or you've just given birth to a baby, but you're in full. Hair and makeup and look, <laughs> look like you just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. But, um, yeah. <laughs>
1: it was released May 13th, an hour and 51 minute runtime, and directed by Alex Hardcastle. Stars Rebel Wilson, Sam Richardson, Zoe Chow, uh, Mary Holland, <clears throat> Justin Hartley, Chris Parnell, and, um, among others, even uh, Alicia Silverstone makes an appearance in this.
0: I was happy but, to see that always. Yeah.
1: But um, I mean, yeah, she she's not popular, then she makes herself a I guess one of those boards where she makes herself popular. Vision board. She follows, vision. Yeah, yeah. Vision, vision makes board. a vision board, and then she becomes popular and somehow gets the guy she wants from the then most popular girl. Um, and then she's a cheerleader. They do a stunt. She falls on the head and she's out. So everybody else has lived her lives. She's been laid up in the hospital for 20 years. She wakes up mm-hmm. That like that scene when she wakes up was pretty funny. You know, mm-hmm. she was, and, um, you know, she's like got a lot of birthday cards for some old person and yeah. looking in the mirror and not realizing that who she sees is her, not somebody yeah. mimicking her. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all Right. <laughs> That's uh, right and then you know she just has this this real obsession with going back to high school and reclaiming her position as mm-hmm. captain of the cheerleading team and prom queen and even though she's well, 37 years old
0: <laughs> yeah well and so the accident happened right before prom yeah and she was supposed to go she's going to be with the star football player and everything the most popular person so she knew she was going to get She's like felt she was a shoe in for prom queen until she had this accident. So, you know, essentially her vision board has not changed too much. Yeah. Right. Right. And I thought the movie was fun. The movie was funnier than I was expecting it to be. Mm -hmm. And I was glad to finally. And because I could think, you know, I don't remember the last full on comedy that I've seen. I definitely don't. I think game night was the last one I saw in theaters as mm-hmm. far as comedy. And that was a very dark comedy, but even just, even just when I've seen released streaming, I don't, I'm trying to remember the last actual comedy comedy I've seen. Like I've seen some romantic comedies, but not like a straight comedy. Yeah. And so I was, that kind of is, was my, what, you know, pushed me to want to watch this more was because I'm like, well, I haven't watched a comedy in forever. I'm like, even if it's halfway good, I'm going to be happy with it. Right. But I think what this movie did well is it showed you fairly, you know, fairly early on what to kind of expect in this world that they've created. Yeah. You know, not just with her as a young kid, which takes, I mean, that's a good 15, 20 minutes of the movie is just her as a young kid if not the first 30 minutes. And just so that you can have, have this established background of what she was like. So when they, so when it's, you know, she wakes up, and it's, you know, 20 years later, it, you know who these characters already are. And yeah. it's just that they're now different because they're obviously played by older actors. Cause you know, it's 20 years later and on her dad that used to work for blockbuster, is now working for Best Buy. Yeah, I like <laughs> still, that. Still sticking with the blue and gold. <laughs> yep.
1: Not changing the color scheme. <laughs> nope.
0: So I thought that was, you know, pretty funny. And the fact that her best friend in school is now the principal of the school. Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty funny. And you're like, wait a minute. You're, you look like you have, like, a real job. <laughs> like, right. yeah. A- and, you know, she's wanting to... Obviously, she's wanting to be popular, but what she thinks, everything she thinks that popularity is, has evolved and changed in 20 years. I mean, smartphones for one, you know, it pretty much has changed the landscape of what defines someone as popular and what is cool and what people look for or look at whenever they're trying to find someone that is cool or diff, you know, right. And the fact that her high school has completely changed the power dynamics. There we go. Yeah. Uh, it's not about if you're a cheerleader or not, or if you're dating the, you know, the high, you know, the star quarterback, it could be like now it's the, the pop, the most popular person is a Instagram influencer, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, essentially in her, You know, and her boyfriend is just... He's good-looking. Did we ever just... Did we discover that it's not really her boyfriend? It's just the guy that's hanging... It's like her best friend because he's gay? Because they're not really a couple. Yeah, they're just just good friends, I think. Yeah, Yeah. because he ends up liking one of the other kids that's wearing a dress at the prom. So, um... But yeah, it's... But the funny part is, is that the person that was her rival in high school is now the parent of her rival in, well, high school yeah. <laughs> for the second round too. second generation
1: <laughs> against first, first
0: generation. generation. Yep. <laughs> and and the and it turns out her boyfriend in high school ended up marrying her rival, played, who was played by Justin Hartley. Yeah. From this, us, and for us older people, uh, the original Green Arrow from Smallville. That's all I know uh-huh. him as. <laughs> OG Green Arrow. Uh, but he's great, and I, I love Justin Hartley. I think he's great at comedy. Anybody that watched uh, A Bad Mom's Christmas can attest to that, because he's hilarious in that. He's really funny. <laughs> I'm like... Oh, he does comedy. This is great. He needs to do more. But I'm glad this is us as ending. That way he can go on to do other things like, I don't know, comedy cuz he's actually pretty good at it. He's yeah. good at comedy in the same kind of way Channing Tatum is. Good at comedy. Okay. You know, they have that same kind of charm, but yet kind of like they're not like complete idiots, you know what I mean? But yeah, they're kind of cl- they are a little clueless about some things. Uh but They're not buffoons. You know what I mean? It's kind of a charming cluelessness about them that, you know, kind of makes them endearing. And, (laughs) but at the same time, but at the same time of this movie, he's also kind of a dude. Like he's a Mercedes car dealer, car salesman or something like that. And he, uh, when he gets home, he goes home, and puts his headphones on, (laughs) he's playing video games, you know. Like he never certain things. He never really kind of grew out of. um. And that. You could as soon as he finds out she's out of the coma, he's trying to find her because, mm-hmm. you know, he still misses her, whereas. But yeah, he's still married
1: to <laughs> to, you know. Uh, like he made that decision because
0: I had no other option. My option was in the coma. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Tiffany. There we go. Yeah. So, uh, and I mean, in the acting in this is actually really good. Like everybody does an excellent job. Just playing the straight person, playing the, playing the, you know, the goofball, Chris Parnell playing her dad is just, I mean, it's hard not to love him. Yeah. You know, he's not playing the clueless doctor from 30 rock. He's actually really funny and kind of endearing in this. He's like, But at the same time, he's... I don't know. And Rebel Wilson... There are times I felt that she was trying too hard. Like, I feel like they were... It's one of those things when they... When they were making this movie, they did several different takes. Where they... all let's. this is the way I want you to play it, and then I'll let you have one. Yeah. And I feel like there are times where they did the one where they let her have one. And they use that one in the edit, which sometimes made, made it kind of come to me kind of came off a little wonky. Yeah. because uh, it made the character less at times less believable for that world, you know, for that move, you know, for that thing, because they're using those choices for this movie, you know, or they're using those choices for her take instead of the one that they originally went with. Right. So it, but not enough that it like ruined it. It just it's just it is kind of noticeable at least to me. But I still I still laughed. I still thought it was funny. I th- thought there were some great moments in it, and it's something you have. in you know, a, a cheerleader winds up in a coma and then wakes up twenty years later. We haven't really seen anything like that in a while. Right. So it may follow like an old trope, but it they modernized it. So it's like a time travel movie, except. <laughs> You just go forward in time. You can't go back. Although she's trying to. Right. Like <laughs> mentally, she's
1: still there yeah. at 17. Yeah. But it's like physically, she's obviously not. And she yes. just hasn't caught up. Like they haven't met in the middle. Right. Like, hey, you're this age. Yeah. I
0: know what you remember, but. And it's, but <laughs> and it's great because her dad tries to take her phone away because yeah. of her grades. Yeah. <laughs> like no. No. And she has her
1: remote. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's not it. That's, I'm like, oh, so this is my kids. <laughs> it's like, I was like, whoever's directing this has kids. Cause they, yep. yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I like the little, the dance off scene at the end. Just so they have yes. fun with the
0: movie. Like, oh yeah. 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 No, it, it was fun being
1: around each other. So
0: no, it, no yeah. it looked like it was a great set to work on. Yeah. So. But yeah. Um, no, it's great. I, I had a great time. I wish I'm, Sam and I love Sam Richardson. I love anything he's in. Yeah, I, he's just one of my favorites. I I love. I know that if he's in it, I'm going to have a good time, no matter yeah. what, because yeah. he's going to bring that that he's going to bring his uh, his charisma with him, and just yeah, it's going to be good no matter what. If I don't like anything else, I'll like his performance no matter what. Yeah. So true. Yep. Hands down. True story. Uh, All right, man. Uh, You got anything else? So,
1: Friday after work, Mm -hmm. I went to see Crimes of the Future.
0: Oof. Were you in the
1: mood for that? (laughs) I just wanted something to watch, but that was the only (laughs) new thing that was out. (laughs) So, I was even debating like as I was driving like do I really want to see this like I don't I don't there's nothing that's saying yeah you need to watch this but
0: it doesn't say A24 on the front of it so No it is <laughs> it might as well be though Man <laughs> um I have only read a few things about it Yeah to I know mean, that 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 it's it's out there it's might as well have been an A24 movie <laughs> I mean I, I feel kind of bad because I did kind of doze off
1: (laughs) a little bit, even though it's an hour and 47 minutes. um, I did find myself dozing off and waking up like, am I still asleep or is it still the movie type feel? (laughs) Because I could still hear the movie even though I was
0: kind of
1: dozing. Dozing, But I'm just like waking up kind of bewildered like, okay, (laughs) what's going on? So um, this came out June 2nd. Hour and forty-seven minutes, directed by David Cronenberg. Of course, the only thing that I watched him prior to this was *The Fly*. <laughs> I have yeah. not watched anything else, so I know I know nothing else uh, in his body of work. And, um, and apparently, this is like his return to feature films in a while. Um, stars Viggo Mortensen as Saul Tenzer. You have Lee Sado as Caprice. And Kristen Stewart, in a very small role, is Timlin. Um, <clears throat> humans adapt to a synthetic environment with new transformations and mutations. Uh, with his partner, Kurt Caprice, Saul Tinzer, celebrity performance artist, publicly showcases the metamorphosis of his organs and avant-garde performances. So, somehow his body is able to create organs, and he does an art show of, having it cut out of him. And somehow Caprice uses the the machines they have to put tattoos on it, basically put designs mm-hmm. on it, cut it out, and then puts it out for display. And um, But a lot of the humans in this world don't really feel pain. So as she, like, they even show her like him being cut into and everything, mm-hmm. but he's not really responding. But he has a special bed that he has to sleep on that kind of monitors his pain and kind of takes it away but it's not working you know like he so he can feel pain but uh, but getting cut up he doesn't feel pain um it starts off with this little boy playing by a body of water and his mother telling him not to eat what comes out of it no matter what it is and so he goes back in washes his hands sits by the sink and starts eating starts chewing on a, a freaking plastic trash bin and as he's chewing it you see like little like white pus kind of like how when, when yeah. flies eat stuff it has that liquid come out to kind of soften it up okay. to help and so it starts off with the mother suffocating her son. <laughs> so okay. that was pretty it's pretty a pretty pretty dark way to open. Right. And um she calls the dad, dad comes, she's she's nowhere to be found and he sees his son laying in bed with the pillow over it. And that's that's pretty much how the movie starts. Um, I don't know if this is a movie for me. Is <laughs> as much as I like weird movies, but mm-hmm. considering I was kind of dozing off, I don't, I don't know if it's just because I was tired. Because it just felt like it's kind of a slow, a real slow burning movie, and um, in a way, I kind of want to watch it again so I can give it a fair shot of <laughs> make a sure, shot. I mean, I don't know, uh, I don't know, but. I think I'm just gonna chop it up as not being for me. Yeah. Um. You know, I was seeing some articles saying it's like body horror or whatnot, but I yeah. didn't really. It wasn't really that graphic. I mean, it was to an extent, but not that bad. Not as bad as seeing a man turn to a human fly. <laughs> right. So, um. I don't know. I don't
0: know. <laughs> so I'm Kind of. A, we'll say a novice when it comes to Cronenberg. Um, apparently he made this back in 1970 also, and it was only an hour and three minutes. So I don't know if this is just an adaptation from his work from back from that exact same one. Cause the plot seems pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Um, now I have, you know, I've seen the fly. I have seen the dead zone with Christopher Walken. It's actually really good. I really enjoyed it. um, but I've also seen, uh, I, I don't think I, no, I think I did finally watch Crash, which was a very weird movie um, from 96. Existence with uh, with Elizabeth, Sh- or sorry, Jennifer, Jennifer Jason Lee and Jude Law, Willem Dafoe, Ian Holm. Watched that one. That was a weird movie too, but kind of cool sci-fi though. A History of Violence with Vigo Mortensen I really liked based on a graphic novel. Uh, that was really good. Eastern Promises is a very weird, not weird. It's it's good. It's Viggo Mortensen again. Um, there's this fight scene in a like a what do you call it? A bathhouse, uh, and it's just him and the other dude just naked fighting, just. But everything. no
1: fire, like in a Northman.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's no, just steam. Just steam. <laughs> just steam esteem yeah but uh and that was God was that that was really 2007 holy cow um i can't remember if i watched cosmopolis or not because uh that was our pets uh from 2012 i can't remember i if i ever watched that. i think it was on my list to watch to get prepare. I think I was going to try and watch that in preparation of him becoming Batman for me to make the argument that he would make a good Batman as well as a good Bruce Wayne. turns out I didn't need to see it to prove that movie did it all on its own. Yeah, yeah, I don't think this one's probably – I can almost guarantee this one's not for me either. I I visually look stunning. Uh, I did read something this morning that – One of the actors had to spend four hours in makeup and could not eat or drink. After four hours of makeup, I'm like, it had ears, was growing ears or something like that. I don't know. A bunch of prosthetic ears. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there was, yeah, tons of everywhere ears. Everywhere. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Is this like
1: a weird, like, kind of artsy type film? Yeah. You know, I don't really know if there was necessarily a plot. Right. It's it was just, just things happening.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, hey.
1: It's just it's um, like, yeah, like by the end, I'm like, yeah, this is just not for me, but I'm gonna finish it. <laughs> I'm gonna finish but
0: it. But it also seems like it's weird, weird timing for it to come out though, too. Like it's not yeah. really something that screamed summer blockbuster. Or even, summer, or even just a summer, or even just, yeah, like a, or yeah, either a fall or a late winter, like yeah. a January February movie a good valentine's movie it <laughs> was put weird weird sci-fi horror movies out in valentine's for some reason
1: i mean it's been a good movie to go see if you're you know a couple just want to see a movie without a lot of people you won't have to worry about <laughs> be a good movie i think it was just yeah. me and three others they were sitting right in the front so
0: <laughs> you mean a good makeup? it's a good, good make movie, movie. It's, it's a good make movie because if you miss something you're not really missing anything I don't so. know.
1: Uh, oh yeah and i mentioned that kristen stewart's in this
0: yeah you said you said you said for a very short amount of time yeah she's not really in it a lot yeah. i don't
1: i mean they could have probably put somebody else in the role and it wouldn't yeah. have made a matter made no difference
0: right i was like uh oh, we'll put her right here that's fine she wants yeah. to be in. It. yeah that's fine i don't care just we'll put her here yeah uh all right well I don't have a good. I could probably come up with a decent segue, but it's probably just not going to come. It's not going to work very well. Uh, I watched Fantastic Beast, The Secrets of Dumbledore, finally. Uh, They dropped it on HBO Max, uh, so I finally got around to watching it. And it took me two times, mainly just because I started it late at night and fell asleep. Not because of the movie, just because I was tired. So I went back, rewatched it again the second night, and. Made it all the way through. Uh, so it's PG-13, two hours, 22 minutes long. No, that was uncalled for. <laughs> um, so, before I get started, I mean, essentially, Albus Dumbledore assigns Newt and his allies with a mission related to the rising power of uh, Gellert Grindelwald. I... Before I get too too into this, I, I've talked about the fantastic Fantastic Beasts movies before. I like the first one. The first one is whimsical. It's different than Harry Potter, and but it's still of that world, and it had a good humor about it. Like it had a, it was still trying to had that great Harry Potter feel where. It was very whimsical. There's a lot of you know magic and different things going on, but yet it was still fun and it was funny. And then comes along the second one, the Crimes of Grindelwald, and it's dark and it's kind of boring at parts and just not that. I, I didn't feel as I thought it was a step back I, or a step down. I don't feel there it lost its whimsy it lost its humor and johnny depp was unnecessary i felt like i didn't they could have got any other actor but you know johnny depp's like hey i gotta get this makeup on because i haven't got to wear makeup in a while (laughs) i need to be in a movie where i wear makeup i can't just not wear anyways whatever uh and so you know, that movie happened, and I just wasn't a fan. I'm like, so I wasn't really that excited when they're like, hey, there's a third one. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I uh, I wasn't in a rush to go see it in theater. None of my kids wanted to go see it. Yeah. So I really had even less reason to go see it in theater. And so when it came on HBO Max, I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch it now because – you know, I, I don't have to go anywhere or dedicate any amount of time away from the house. I could still be here and whatever. Right. So I put it on. It starts out, you know, starts out all right. And there's a lot of things I felt were kind of un, like, I don't understand why Dumbledore has to send Newt to go do these things instead of just Dumbledore and Newt doing them together. I'm trying to think of a, a way how this relates. Um, but it's I I'm trying to figure out a good analogy. But it's like, you know, someone just sending a, the team out to go do the work for him and then yeah. coming back.
1: <laughs> How'd you do I'm
0: very capable of doing I was it. like <laughs> I was like, well, why don't you come with us? No, 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 I'm a supervisor. <laughs> yeah. I don't do that that's that's it's below my picture. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm admin. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Albus is an administrator. Albus is just an administrator. And then everybody else are the or the or the Al, Albus is salaried. Everyone else is hourly. They have to go do the work. It's okay. Overtime's overtime's available. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best analogy I could come up with. But I'm like, okay, why are you trying to make this like secret? I mean, just go do. I mean, there's a part at the beginning in which um, – so Eddie Redmayne – sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself once again. Eddie Redmayne you know, is back as Newt. Jude Law as Albus, Ezra Miller as Credence. I don't like that. I didn't care for – I've not cared for that character storyline in the series at all. Mm-hmm. I just – after the first one, it should have just been done and over. No, they had to bring him back for the second. And then again for the third one, I'm like, okay, I'm over it. Um, Dan Fogler who I've just been loving as Francis Ford Coppola in the uh, Paramount Plus series, The Offer. Just love him. This one, I just, I feel like this one's for the paycheck and then everything that's for the work, you know, for him. Yeah. To do something else. He's fine. I, again, he's there to be the comic relief. Uh, Matt Mickelson takes over as Grindelwald. I do prefer his because his is a little more. I don't know the way they kind of are trying to raise him up, raise his character up in this movie as almost like a politician, you know, just taking over and that, uh, you know, he'll be the new, I don't know if you want to call it like a sorcerer supreme type of thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, to vote for him as the, I guess the head of the dark art. I don't, I don't even know. It's not a school, but the, Ministry of magic. There we go. So, and then he can start making all the rules and all the stuff. Um, uh, so it's almost like a political thing. So, uh, but he has more of that look and that presence. So I like, you know, and I like him in just about anything anyways, but he does a good job. They'd Catherine Watterson, who I absolutely love and what for Dev, her daddy dad even more Sam Watterson. But, um, She's not in it as much, and I think that was kind of a. I didn't I didn't like that because I really liked her character and the chemistry between her and Newt. I liked a lot, and she's just not in it a whole lot. I do like Jessica uh, Williams as Lolly, who is a witch who's tasked with helping Newt and Jacob try and find Grindelwald and try and stop all this from happening. And she, she, you know, Jacob tries to shut the door to his bakery and she's like, you know, then she just appears on the other side and she's like, you know, I'm a witch, right? (laughs) So they, you know, that was no problem, but there's a scene in the movie where the bad guys somehow wind up inside the ministry of magic and, uh, Jacob, recognizes them and they start following him trying to catch up to them. And mm-hmm. then the bad guy shut the door, this door down. And then they just stop. I'm like, I'm like guess. go through the door. I'm like, what do you, why are you guys stop? Why did you stop? Why are we cutting to another scene now? It's like, I guess she would, but <laughs> she would establish that she's a witch and can wind up on the other side of a door. Why are we not doing this? <laughs>
1: They don't follow the same logic, uh, I guess, or they forgot. They, they, they,
0: like,
1: they forgot about that. <laughs> they thought they, they was but, hoping nobody else would notice, but yeah, you noticed.
0: Uh, I damn right <laughs> I, I noticed. Like a like, scene
1: like, from Avengers, and <laughs>
0: uh,
1: <laughs> it's like, I like that. We wouldn't notice you playing Gallic over there, but we, yeah. did.
0: we did. Yeah, yeah, we totally did. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, and then the I, starts with a name I can't. My Harry Potter. Uh, knowledge is escaping me right now, but they have that ability to where they can aspirate when it's someone's going to yell into the speaker, telling me what it is um, where they just kind of flick their wand and then they just essentially portal like a Harry Potter portal type of thing. And then <laughs> show up somewhere. Why just do that to the other side? But we're not doing that. I was very, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> so, but Whatever. Um, there's not a whole lot of beasts in this fantastic, fantastic beast movie. You find out some things about Credence towards the end that you kind of go, really? This is the route we're going to go with this? Yeah. Okay, fine, whatever. And But I'm kind of over it. The movie kind of anticlimactic ending Um. I think it, you could have shaved off easily 20 minutes of this movie, if not, maybe a little bit more. But it's it's not it's better than the second one. It's still not. It's trying to reclaim the whimsiness and the fun, but it's just still a little bit darker than everything else. Or it's not as dark as two, but it's, you know, it's a little bit darker. They're definitely going to make a fourth one, and I don't like that. <laughs> I just want it to be done. As Grayson yeah. would say, I just want it to be done. Um, But I guess, you know, if the movie's going to make money, they're going to make movies. So There's money to be made. Yeah. So all that matters
1: in the end of things. Scene. Yeah.
0: But I, I just, I wasn't impressed. We'll go with that. Was it bad? No. It was watchable. The kids wanted to watch it. You know, that's fine. Hell, I may even put it on again. Just yeah. to see if I change my mind. I'm pretty sure the the 20 minutes too long is not going to change. <laughs> That's probably going to hold firm. But yeah, I mean it's fine if you're if you or your family uh, enjoyed the first one or the first two, then you're probably have already seen this one. If not, check it out. I mean it's worth checking out. It's on HBO Max now, so give give it a watch. Let me know what you think. Maybe I'm way off base.
1: All right. So my final entry went went a little back into the archives. I uh, finally watched from beginning to end. Constantine. Uh, so yes, I'm late to the party on this.
0: <laughs> Keanu key <on> Teen. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, originally released February 18th, of 2005. Runtime of two hours and one minute. Directed by Francis Lawrence, starring Keanu Reeves, Rachel Weiss, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, uh, I forgot he was in that. <laughs> uh, uh, T- yeah. Tilda Swinton. Yeah.
1: Um, Pruitt Taylor, uh, Jibon Hanso, Gavin Rossdale, and Peter Stormare. You have a supernatural exorcist and demonologist, J- John Constantine. Helps policewoman prove her sister's death was not a suicide, but something more. Um, It's funny how John Constantine has terminal cancer, but he just keeps smoking. Yep. <laughs> like, like, whatever. I'm, I'm going to go anyway. Yep, pretty
0: much. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and then, like, he made a deal. Like, he, he pred- basically died, came back, was trying to make a deal to go, I guess, get his, get to heaven by... Yep. Sending demons back to their place, um, and then Rachel Weiss's character Angela has a twin sister who commits suicide, so to speak, and she doesn't believe it because she's you know never do. Like um, I watched it mostly because a friend of mine was talking about how you know crazy this that's going on in this world now, about how you know like influences got the mm-hmm. media. And then sometimes you got the unseen, like, spiritual influences and whatnot. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, I think I'll finally watch this movie now. <laughs> <laughs> and because um, that's a lot of like the scene, like I've seen the scene where the priest goes to the you know, goes to the convenience store and he's trying to drink his problems away. But he's seeing that he's not drinking. And every time he t- opens up something, nothing comes out. He breaks the bottle, nothing comes out. But every time he drops it, the liquid just falls out. But then, you know, he dies from, I guess, overconsumption. Because maybe he was yeah. drinking or just false illusion and whatnot. Um, I don't have a lot to say because this movie's been out, so people know. I'm pretty sure mo- a lot of people, majority of people have watched it. But I just felt like it, it it holds pretty strong even today. And um, I enjoyed it. I'm glad I finally watched it from beginning to end instead of just watching clips yeah. here and there but, um, so, yeah. Yeah.
0: So if you've watched, if you watched anything from like legends of tomorrow or, well, even the short lived Constantine TV series, you will know that Matt Ryan that plays John Constantine is a better, better adaptation. We'll say of the com of the original comic books, uh, Hellblazer, which is where the comics, or is the name of the comics that it's originally from, that I think it was Neil Gaiman actually started that. Um, yeah, I feel like that's right. Because um, he's technically from the Sandman series. Mm-hmm. And it's where he first popped up, and then they gave him his own series with Hellblazer, in which John Constantine did all of this, you know, had his own line. He was modeled after Billy Idol, the original character was. So British blonde hair kind of like spike from Buffy, you know, trench yeah. coat, all that. And, uh, you know, it smoked and that was kind of his thing. So when they first announced that this movie was going to be made based on the hellblazer comic book series, and then they cast Keanu Reeves, who you know, it was popular at the time, you know, I, I, so, uh, York's mom Beth is very big Sandman fan, Hellblazer, all that. Like had all had the old school comics and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, and she loved Keanu also. But when they first came out with that first trailer, because is back when you know Anna was still fairly young, we'll say, and that not all movie stuff like you know pictures and stuff like uh, social media was still kind of. In its infancy, we'll say, in the sense that not everything was getting leaked. You weren't having marketing wasn't going to the Internet, I guess you could say, to promote the movie. Yeah. So when she first saw the trailer and he had black hair instead of blonde hair and he didn't have an accent, but he smoked. It's like, well, they got the character kind of like half right. (laughs) I'm like, yeah. But then when Matt Ryan comes along, very British blonde hair. I mean, he he is the best incarnation of John Constantine and so much so that they've even casted him in all of the animated uh, DC animated where Constantine's in it. Mm -hmm. He voices him as well. So they've always kept that decided to keep that uh, continuity there. Yeah. I have heard that Keanu wants to make another Constantine movie and I'm like, uh, buddy. Hey, we should... Why don't we, why don't we make a new Point Break movie instead? Why don't we go do that? <laughs> you got guns in that one, man. <laughs> yeah, lots of guns. Yeah. You get John Wick the hell out of that Point Break movie. <laughs> Better than the remake that they did. Yeah, so let's uh, come out with John Wick 4. Let's focus on that. <laughs> yeah, let's kind of stay away from this one, buddy. It's... Yeah. He... he you're the wish version of Constantine. <laughs> we'll take, well, let's keep the regular. So, but and nothing against you, Keanu. It's just some rules aren't meant for you. Um. But no, I, I, uh, I did like it. I mean, I didn't dislike watching that movie. I still was entertained and enjoyed it. But yeah, if you're going to be the nerd that has to point out all of its, all its faults, then yeah. I mean, but it is a fun movie to watch. To watch though. Um, so I'm glad you finally watched it though. Good. Let's see here. And then uh, for me, I finally watched, uh, well, not finally. Grace and I were looking for something to watch for family movie night. So uh, it's the night York was coming back home um, from his trip, so he wasn't there to watch it with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched Home Team on Netflix. This has been out for a little while. It's been on uh, since January, January 28th, I think. But we finally got around to watching it. The story about New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton coaching his son's sixth-grade football team when Payton was suspended for the entire 2012 season as a result of his role as a result of his role in the Saints' uh, Bounty Gate scandal. Uh, Kevin James plays Sean Payton. Taylor Lautner plays Troy Lambert. Rob Schneider plays Jamie. Jackie Sandler uh, plays Beth. Uh, Lavelle Crawford plays Gus the Bus Driver. Chloe Feynman from Saturday Night Live plays intern Emily. And then uh, one of my favorite young actors, Maxwell Simpkins, who was in The Sleepover. And uh, also in the Mighty Duck series is in it. And then a great cast of uh, young, young actors. Uh, this movie was written by Chris, uh, I, think, I guess it's Titan or Titone, tone T-I-T-O-N-E, and Keith Blum. It was directed by Charles Canane and Daniel Canane, so Canane Brothers. This movie's really cute. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's like your underdog football, kids' football story.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. You you can think of it as like the Mighty Ducks of football. I mean, it's an underdog team that's not doing well at all. You know, uh, Kevin James returns back, comes back home to, because, you know, he's got time, comes back home to watch his son play football. They're playing poorly, like to the point that, whenever a team loses by 40 by 40 points, like when the, yeah, whenever the losing team is losing by, as soon as they start losing by 40 points, Mm -hmm. they turn the scoreboard off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause apparently it's better for the losing team. (laughs) Like it's to not see it, I guess
1: I have that constant reminder.
0: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, you know, and they, they've got, it's, he sees that they've got some good talent on the team, but just it just needs to be tweaked, I guess. You know, and maybe people need to be moved around. It's one of those things, you know. You can't take you can take the coach out of football, but you can't. Yeah. No, whatever that analogy is uh, It's like, take yeah, but you can't take the football out of the coach. There we go. Yeah. I don't even, that sounds like that should have worked better. Um. <laughs> anyways, so he he gets down there and he starts kind of giving them options for plays and everything. And the excitement that during one of these games, uh, you know, a couple of games later, they finally get their first touchdown and the fat you would have. And then time runs out. They still lose the game, yeah. but you wouldn't know it by how happy they were that they scored their first touchdown. And to them, that's a bigger deal. Yeah. So, you know, they're still celebrating and then followed by, you know, they, he moves certain players around for them to be a better fit in other positions. And of course the parents are like, kind of get, you know, initially are getting upset by it. It's like, no, my son's a quarterback. Well, no, he's like, well, not anymore. Pretty much. (laughs) It's like, no, no, well now it's, it's like, he's the best player. He's going to, he's the best quarterback there, you know, they have And like, well, now he's going to be the best wide receiver they have. So, yeah. And you know, and then the those, better. Yeah. And there's some great, I mean, it's, this is just, it's, you know, it's lighthearted obviously cause it's a family movie. So it's not going to be super serious or really get into what's actually going on with the whole Sean Payton and the football thing. Yeah. And it's more of the focus on the football team. It is. There is kind of this running gag that he's staying at this hotel cause he's divorced and, his wife is remarried and Rob Schneider's like this new agey dude (laughs) makes all this weird food. There's a game, you know, it's like he perfected this rap and he said, Mm -hmm. he asked if it was okay to give to the kids. And so all the kids eat it. And then of course, midway through the game, they all get sick. So if you don't like seeing people throw up, even fictitiously, yeah, there is, I'm giving you a heads up when there's a scene, (laughs) when the scene comes on, where Rob Schneider's off you know off uh, comes up to Kevin James and says hey I finally think I've perfected these these wraps uh, these like vegan wraps can I give them to, to the kids just know that there's a scene that's about to start where not one but almost the entire team is throwing up on the field in the rain too Damn. and so it's funny because that's how they get to the end zone because they still keep playing mm-hmm but you know, this one the one of the kids that has the football stops on his tracks, two guys are running up to get ready to tackle him, and then he just throws up all over. And then they, they take steps because <laughs> they don't want to get they don't want to get hit by that, you know, by that. And then the kid takes off running again and then scores a touchdown, <laughs> they end up winning the game. <laughs> hmm. Meanwhile everybody's throwing up. <laughs> this projectile it's, vomit. It's, now mind you, Ruth is making dinner while we were watching this. She goes, she's like, you really think this is appropriate for dinner? I'm like, I'm like, well, one, it's not like we knew this was going to happen 2 We're right. not eating. Also, right. we're not eating that. It would be right. really, it'd be really inappropriate if that's what we were eating. And then watching this. <laughs> so, but there is a, there is a kind of one gross thing like that, but it's, it's so stupid that it's like, it's so stupid how they, how they, uh, portray it on the screen mm-hmm. that it's it's not as disgusting as it is just you're, you're you're kind of chuckling at how ridiculous it is so but yeah it's it's a fun movie I was like you know what this is a lot better and I was I'm not gonna say better than I was expecting I I figured it you know it was gonna be cute at the very least you know but it's fun there's a scene where uh he's staying in the hotel and he's in this presidential suite at this hotel That has a jacuzzi tub inside and the jacuzzi tub makes a bunch of noises, Mm -hmm. but it's filled up. I'm like, well, why is it filled up? And I just drain it out, but he keeps, he has, he's having a hard time sleeping because of the noises, like it's gurgling or, you know, sounding like it's going to explode, you know, overflow or explode or something. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, just drain the water. (laughs) Seems like an easy fix. It yeah. seems like an easy fix, man. <laughs> but it's uh, you know, then it do that, then it's not funny anymore. But uh no, it's a fun movie. I would I would definitely recommend it to people. It's it's fun. Kids will love it. I mean adults, I'd had fun with it, so uh yeah, I would totally recommend it. On Netflix, PG, hour and thirty five minutes, perfect. Perfect time. So check it out. And that's it. That's all I got. That's all I have. I have nothing else. Okay. Uh, Trailers. We only have two this week. Both of them Disney. The new, the official trailer for Pinocchio has finally dropped. Hmm. The Robert Zemeckis Pinocchio, starring Tom Hanks as Geppetto, who I actually thought was uh, Kenneth Branagh at first. Really? (laughs) Yeah. At first watch, I mean, that's. I mean, if you watch it, you'll be like, okay, I could kind of see that. But, uh, no, it's the same. Then when you hear him talking, like, no, that's a hundred percent Tom Hanks. That one's <laughs> on me. <laughs> yeah. It, lo- it actually looks really good. I hate to say, it. I mean, it looks, I mean, they might've, might as well have just released the animated movie. Cause that's how, that's what it looks like. I mean, the Pinocchio himself looks just like the animated Pinocchio, except it's CGI. Yeah. So it. Yeah, no, it looks it actually looks really good. And it's gonna drop on Disney Plus, not in theaters. On nice. Septem- September September eighth. We do have to wait a couple months for that. Yeah. And then their new and or completely fully CGI uh movie Strange World is coming out November twenty third. That trailer just dropped this morning. I forgot how I watched it, but it's it's it is now out with uh, the voice talents of Alan Tudyk and Jake Hall. So, the legendary Clades uh, are a family of explorers whose differences threatened to topple their latest and most crucial mission. Dun, dun, dun. So, looks. I mean, it looks very interesting. Visually, it looks beautiful. It's visually beautiful. So a lot of interesting. Uh, it'll probably, win, I could already tell it probably will win best animated already. I mean, just, it looks like if Guillermo del Toro did a complete, like did a Disney animated movie, there's a lot of strange creatures and different things. Whoever did, who, whoever designed the creatures definitely is a Guillermo fan, I think. So, but it looks interesting. The poster, you read the poster. It says, "Journey to a place where nothing is as it appears." Dun dun dun. So that is it. Boom boom. So uh, next week we are starting our official, We will officially be starting our summer get summer of guests, where i where we try and have a guest on every couple of weeks. Um, and next week, uh, we will have our guest. He is the senior staff writer or staff editor for ComicBook.com. He wrote a book called "Best Movie Ever" about the about one of my favorite guilty pleasures that we've talked about before and talk about again, um, "Josie and the Pussycats." We are going to have guest Russ Burlingame as our joining us to talk his book, um, his and what he's working on, as well as Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. Sorry. Dominion. Yeah. So looking forward to that. And then a couple more weeks, we'll have another guest. So looking forward to all that. And uh, we're also going to be having there'll be a summer of guests, but also summer summer book club, too. So at the same time. Boom, boom. Very excited. Cool. All right. Uh, this week we have, like a, I had mentioned, Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, Adam Sandler's new movie, a sports movie, dropping on Netflix called Hustle. I believe it's more of a dramedy than, you know, instead of wacky Adam Sandler, you're going to get more drama Adam Sandler. Not sure if he's going to have a diamond encrusted Furby around his neck or not. <laughs> Maybe it'll be in the background as an Easter egg. That would be awesome. <laughs> and then uh Miss Marvel starts on Disney Plus on Wednesday the eighth. So we'll have that to add to our shows to watch. Yep, yep. It looks super cute, it looks super fun. Um I can't wait. So Alright, from both of us, we hope everybody has a good week, and talk to y'all next week.
1: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot.
0: Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast
1: and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group Parental Advisory Movie Podcast and join in all the fun.